Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast, proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter. I am BJ Ryan, zooming in remotely with the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, Bernard. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up and, um, and, and the, the reason that we are actually doing this remote edition today is uh, due to my continued back issues and um, so that's uh, been a bit of a setback, lingering setback guru but uh, but also for our listeners there, Terry needs to rush off, he needs to record the 1-1 prior to heading to Northam to watch his horse the Slug mm. do battle in race two so this will obviously be um, published after the Slug has run and won. Is that what we're thinking, Terry? Uh, I don't think we're a very good horse, to be honest with you. But um, the thing is, we're <laughs> against we're against seven or eight others. Who are, uh, it's it's the worst maiden I've uh, I've just about ever encountered in my time, uh, BJ. And we weren't horrible first start. We hit the first trial, so no, we, we should be some type of chance. But I just I just want people to feel for me when we run second last. That I've just spent three and a half hours in the car for a, for about a five minute stopover on a return trip. So um, just yeah, spare spare a thought for me this evening. Punters, Terry Layton doesn't go to Northern for nothing. So no, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. And I'm, I'm actually, uh, me and Luca got, uh, we're having a little uh, catch up, little feed tonight. So uh, it'll either be a uh, commiseratory or a celebratory one. So uh, yeah, it might, uh, might continue on a, a little bit longer if uh, if the slug can slither. Do slugs slither? What do slugs do? I don't know. They just sort of. We'll have to find that one. Out. Yeah, we'll. we'll oh, hopefully they run. Hopefully they run fast today. But um, yeah, look, Nakira should land just behind them and. Uh, Wallop straight past him. Off we go. Woohoo. <laughs> and I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I've, I've marked this like 620. It's currently about four bucks. I'm going to probably dive in under my price. So that's just really turning into a, um, a I'm going to really turn into a mug owner for a day. And I'm, uh, I'm quite excited about it, actually. Well, if there's post race photos, make sure you're wearing your, uh, some 1 1 gear. Yeah. Mate, so. I better do that, shouldn't I? Jeez, yeah, but do that. Um, and also, uh, win, lose, or draw. Uh, see if you can drop in for a frothy or a flutter with uh, uh, Ian Butchie O'Connor at the Mundaring Hotel on your travels, either there on the, or on the way back. And hopefully, it's uh, it's celebrating a win. So, uh, good luck to um, to you today, Terry. Mm. And um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get get cracking on um, episode forty two. So, the major talking point this week was, I guess, Chris Parnham's. Four winners from seven ride, uh, seven races rather at Belmont yesterday. Him and um, Clint Johnston Porter, CJP as he's affectionately known. Chris Parnham and CJP they're flourishing in the absence of William Pike. Tell you what, Chrissy Parnham is riding with a real degree of confidence too. We were um, a couple of us were pretty heavily excuse me, invested in uh, in Bolshoi Girl. And you could tell early on proceedings you didn't want to be racing without cover and it was definitely advantageous to be taking a sit. And I think most maps probably had Bolshoi Girl landing outside of uh, JD after the regal dividend scratching. And um, when he jagged early, I was I was, I was was pretty disgruntled, actually, really. What were you thinking? Uh, I was thinking words that uh, I don't think Betfair would be too happy if I repeated them on the uh, on the newly <laughs> proudly sponsored. They, would, they wouldn't be as proud to sponsor as if I repeated what I was thinking. Um <laughs> But geez, it was just just watch the ride. It was such a uh, cool, calm, and collected ride, and it was just yeah, the best horse won by quite a distance. But uh, yeah, just that that was just not just trying to gloat that back to winner, which has um, been a rarity at times. But uh, uh, he's just riding with supreme confidence at the moment, Chrissy Parnham. So um, 
just just looks beautifully balanced on a horse at the moment. Does he? I mean, he's always had a very good, uh, very good seat and a very good style, but he just seems very strong and uh, confident. And um, he, you can just t- you can pick him out in a race. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can see, and he's uh, you can tell that the horses are, are really um, they're really running for him at the moment, which is which is great I'm a to because he's always been. I'm a little bit disappointed yeah. that you haven't included um, Lacta in your little tree in your little in oh. your little trio of jockeys there as well. So, I mean, it, I, I'm surprised it's taken us probably three or four minutes to even consider mentioning the fact that Magic Mike and Lacta teamed up for a winner. Yeah, podcast cult hero Magic Mike Santich, like. What a, what a training performance, mm. first and foremost. That was uh, Denim Pack's first win in, uh, oh, it was over a thousand days. Surely. Have a, look, have a look at long. its prior record with Lactar on. The horse already always found a length. And my note said that, and I tried to make a case, but yep. I know that uh, Pistol Pete and Thunitz, and Thonitz, the proud Antonitz. the proud owner of uh, Montalina. I know that Pistol Pete was throwing it out there for a few people. So, um, yeah, yeah, good, good on yeah, well, uh, it was, good on it was luckless, luckless to start before. Never, never really got out. It's, for it's been the party. honestly, then, it's been luckless at its last forty two starts. So, um, and you know what happens when you've got a luckless horse, don't you? You put like, you put you put a lucky man on a luckless horse. Exactly. Lucky Lacta to the rescue, and then he's and not only yeah, that, so he's just got the daily double. He's just gone bang, sugarcane oh. romps in in the last, which what, is um, the weight swing, which, which would have been a good result for you, Guru, because yeah. you give it a good push on their one one last week. Yeah, the weight swing was integral there, and uh, yeah, just uh, it all it all uh, sort of panned out in that sense. I think Lucky actually won the jockey challenge as well. I think he got about eleven or twelve points or something. So. Um, yeah, lucky. Absolutely flying. Nice time to be a, a three kilo claimer in Perth as well, because there's not a, a stack of claiming apprentices around, especially in the in the metro sort of area. So um, yeah, nice time for lucky. I reckon there's a lot of uh, a lot of success and a lot of big rides coming up for him in the in not too distant. He actually changed it up too. It wasn't Raul Romoli mm. on uh, with with either of those mm. horses. So it was uh, he um, brought them both down the middle of the. Basically, and in the middle of the straight with well-timed winning moves, and it was just it was uh, it was a pretty to watch. We'll talk from about our man, um, Lucky. we'll talk about Flower of Scotland later, and I don't think that'll be Rail Romoli either Ooh. with Flower of Scotland, will it? <laughs> <laughs> might be outside. I was just Rail about Romoli. to say it might be outside Rail Romoli. Yeah, <laughs> right on the Rail Romoli. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we digress. One rain, one rain Romoli. I think so. <laughs> now we we just mentioned about the uh, all the jockeys that are uh, that are stepping up. To the plate with um, with the wizard uh, located in Victoria for the next few months. Speaking of the wizard, mm. now have you have you had a chance to check out his book of rides for Flemington Group One racing at Flemington on Saturday? I certainly have. Uh, as you know, I'm not a big uh, Eastern States follower, very one dimensional in that sense. But I'm definitely on wizard watch at uh, at all times. Um, I'm reading Harry Potter at the moment. Speaking of wizards, is that is that odd at this stage of my life to be just sort of debuting? I was given it. Well, a female actually gave me the book and I thought, well, I better read this at some stage and started reading and I actually really enjoy it. That's a fair digression. But William Pike- uh, no, very- I, I, I like it. I like yeah. it too. That's no, great. no, I've started, yeah. I'm just, ab- I'm just about to embark on uh, watching the Harry Potter movies with my daughter, Isabel. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Let me know when that's happening and I'll come around. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I am very excited. Very excited about his book of rides. Very excited about- uh, I reckon I'll be climbing into uh, Windstorm. BJ. Yes, yes. So let, let me let me run through yes, these. Yes, run us through them. Run us through them. There's nine races. So he's riding Shabao. I'm not. I have no idea how to pronounce that horse's name. So Shabao, uh, two dollars twenty at the moment. 
then in uh, race three, he's riding Arcadia Queen. She is coming back to Mayor's Company, the Let's Elope, 1,400 metres. She's a 3.20 chance. Then he's got a ride for Chris Waller uh, in race five, 20 to one pop called Mantastic. In then, here we go, in uh, the Sofitel, 1,400 metres, race six, he's on board. Windstorm, 56 kgs, gate threes, $2.20 chance at the moment. Mm. Then, Maccabi Diva Stakes, group one, 1,600 metres. What? This is incredible. Perfect jewel. Gate to six dollars. That is, uh, that, and it looks like it's a pretty good race to me. Not that as, again, I'm with Terry. I'm WA uh, racing through and through, so my uh, Eastern States form is poor at best. But um, to see her perfect jewel, to see where she's come from, it's incredible. She's a six dollar chance in a Group One mile, and. Um, Following on from Perfect Jewel, he's picked up the ride on a very smart horse from uh, the Hawks camp called Doubtland in the Danehill Stakes down the straight uh, 1,200 metres in race eight. And then in the get out, race nine, he is partnering up with uh, a horse he rode last start for Robbie Griffiths, Yosemite, $15 chance in race nine. So the Wizards, the Wizard, uh, this is a huge opportunity for him to like he, he has he has already ridden, ridden I think three Saturday winners now two with showmanship one with perfect jewel but this is a terrific opportunity to show uh, what he's capable of on Saturday certainly is and I think Windstorm will um, one that we haven't seen yet from Pike uh, in this stint over there at least is one of those runs where he's sort of three or four back the fence with a horse and we um, he sort of he, he pulls the old pogo stick out of his back pocket and, and makes things happen so with Windstorm from the inside gate a horse that doesn't usually begin all that well, um, we might see a uh, a real uh, a real pike special. I'd suggest. Yeah, yeah. His bread and butter looks like a perfect setup for for windstorm. Um, and uh, yeah, if he's the horse that we think he is, I think he will just uh, take care of business on Saturday. The interesting thing, which I just quickly mentioned before, is that Arcadia Queen and Perfect Jewels programs have basically been flipped. So, mm. but I think most of that has has to do with the fact that Arcadia Queen's coming back from a setback. She's had a really interrupted, checkered campaign but i did catch a jump out or i don't know if it was an official trial or just a jump out it was either at bendigo ballarat on uh, on twitter and um i don't know what what breeder horse she was competing against but um they might they might have been shetland ponies or something like that because she just treated them with utter contempt so but yeah if arcadia queen is um is uh is if they've got her back on song then i expect her to be going really close back in in that mayor's she looks well in in that um mayor's company as well so fingers crossed for everyone involved uh it's a big big group one day maccabi diva stakes day and and interestingly the giant killer gadding he's going to be going for this is remarkable he's going to be going for back-to-back maccabi stakes victories having won at uh, what was he 100 to one last mm. year when when he saluted so good luck to um impressive racing and, and all the connections of gadding as well yeah 100 percent. that's uh yeah he's gonna have to he'll probably go around 100 to one again will he i haven't seen the markets yeah he's he's about 50 to 1 at the moment, but uh, on the Betfair exchange, you would imagine you'd be getting oh, triples. Any, triple any old price, sure. any old price on the on the Betfair exchange, BJ. Yeah, so yeah, it's all happening at, at Flemington, and uh, I've just, uh, just had a quick, just stumbled across a quick update on the Velvet King, um, stable mate of 
Gadding, he is now being along uh, with Gadding, is now being prepared by Peter Moody just for all the Velvet King fans out there. And I know there is plenty uh, of those listeners of the 1 1. He, um, he's had a couple of setbacks to his preparation since uh, arriving in Victoria. So hopefully the, the Moody camp can get on top of things because we all know how good the Velvet King is. And uh, there's a big race win in him on the East Coast, I have no doubt, Terry. So um, just a couple of, couple of setbacks there, but he's still in training and and hopefully they can put him back together again and uh, and win a feature 100 so lastly so this is um some very sad news during the week just want to send our deepest condolences to the family of keith watson senior keith was a, a champion jockey back in the day now he he died tragically in broome during the week so our thoughts are with his wife lynn sons keith jr and ryan and of course all the watson family keith senior he was an absolute gun jockey from from what i've been told and and what i've read and rode against uh, my father back back in uh, the glory days of west australian racing and he's probably best remembered for the betting plunges that he was a part of including the 1984 Newmarket handicap at flemington aboard champion wa sprinter heronbridge so um, our thoughts are with the the watson family and it's been a rough month or so for for the racing industry mm. for, with um several um leading and and well uh, prominent participants um passing on so yeah um uh yeah so sending our our thoughts and and condolences to everyone um involved and um, everyone to do with the watson family so yeah that was very sad news during the week yeah it certainly was well said bojo now Okay, Terry, time to preview Finally Stakes Day. Now, we're recording at – we're a bit earlier today. As I said, Terry's got to go. Got to go to see the slug in action. Now, we're recording at 20 past 10 on Thursday, September 10 with Northam, of course, this afternoon. Nine events scheduled for Belmont on Saturday. Terry, it's Carnarvon Cup Day on Saturday also. Oh. I'm sure you have done the deep dive there. And we're back in the Avon Valley on Sunday with an eight-race York program. And I'm suggesting that York would be a track that's been good to you over the journey. True or false? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, the uh, the random little tracks around Western Australia. So, I, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't done the deep dive Carnarvon or York yet, but I've looked at the fields and done a... A shallow dive. Uh, you never want a shallow dive. I've done a little shallow dive, and um, and I'm, I'm probably more enthusiastic um, about the uh, about the York Fields uh, in particular than the uh, than, what, than what's to come on Saturday. But uh, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean there isn't uh, nine winners on Saturday, BJ. Nothing gets you more excited than a 46 plus handicap at York. Well, does it really? I just like, I really, really gets the engine. When when people describe tracks, the word that gets me up and about and really gets my juices flowing is the word undulating. I love I love an undulating <laughs> track. And what what word would you use to describe York, BJ? Oh, I think I think undulating. Yeah, just you sums it up, it's, it's, it's undulating. It's actually a beautiful track. So um, I might uh, I might even try and get out there on Sunday. I won't actually. I say that I won't actually get out there, but I'll think about it though. Yeah, I wonder how many races it'll be before Darren McCauley uses the at, uh, at the base of Mount Bakewell. That's uh, that's, that's <laughs> usually the uh, I reckon that'll, that'll get ripped out in in race one as they go going past the base of Mount Bakewell. Yeah, one of my um, my favourite horses that really uh, made me enjoy that track the most was. Uh, Kerry Dor Sonia is a, one of a few trainers that trains from that area, and her horses just go. Oh, they deadly, fly. Deadly at your. They're deadly, aren't deadly. they? They just don't miss. Uh, do you remember a yeah. horse called Oaksville? 
Yes, 100%. And every single time it's towards the end of its career, every single time it was called, and here comes the old boy Oaksville. One of my favourite uh, <laughs> one of my favorite calls on the racetrack. He just used to wind up the big, uh, the big fella down the centre of the track. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where the, the love for the undulation probably begun, to be honest. Now, yeah, I haven't looked at the York Fields uh, uh, as well, but if – but surely they can't have a York meeting without a Kerry Sonia runner and winner. Uh, she so. does have it. She does have one in actually. She does have one in. Uh, Black Smuggler, I think, is going around. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, good luck to the the, the club. Uh, good to see them back in action at in the Avon Valley York Racing Sunday. So, stay tuned throughout the one one for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition both extremely popular in their own right so reminder that uh, my pre-markets preview the leg up was released at 7am this morning on bestbets.com.au can also be viewed on the Ozrace website as well while terry layton and daniel cripps combined forces for the wild west video preview available on the betfair hub that's betfair.com.au first thing friday morning terry and cripper now they, uh, they are representing all us sand gropers mm. in the Betfair State of Origin series. They tell me Ho-ho. the boys uh, did the right thing yesterday at Belmont. Oh, did we ever? No, very excited to. Uh, we've, we've, we were a long last. Um, Languishing. Last Saturday, a, long, a long last. Tailed, tailed off. You remember our old fella, old Steve Wolfrunner on debut, <laughs> tailed off. What did he do, though? He came back to win a race one, <laughs> once or twice when, uh, when tailed off. So we've, uh, we've, we've gone for the safe stick early with uh, Enduring Moment. Now defence, we tipped that at three bucks we got given 210 makes it difficult but anyway won the week last week bang bang and uh we're working on tactically between us um we're working on uh, a theorem where we agree probably on three four five horses per week we're just backing the ones we agree on because we have a pretty good record when we're in cahoots in that sense and um we both had count to mozov we we again we did when it was 19 bucks but um we both had count to mozov i don't I think six bucks. Group had about seven or eight, and uh, so we we were in great there. So that's the way we went. And um, the only horse for the day that really went on speed and um, and, and showed a bit of ticker. Well, I guess Peppy Jack did too, running second. But um, look, got the yeah. chockies up into second, and um, we got one in the last at Northern today, which we run and run and won by the time um, this goes out. But uh, look, let's uh, let's hope we can keep the momentum going and uh, bring home the Origin to WA where it should be. Very good, very good. So um, yeah, so if, if anyone's interested in in uh, keeping up to date with what's happening on uh, the Origin series or anything else Betfair related, go to betfair.com.au or uh, at Betfair AUS on Twitter. So Terry, tell the listeners where they can find the one one. Uh, the one one podcast is available on all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review BJ. Speaking of reviews, we got a, a glowing review. I think it was on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars. Very, uh, very kind words from uh, from one of our loyal listeners. So, if uh, any of you uh, feel that way inclined to give us a rating and uh, send send through some uh, some words on your views on the one one, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, jump on there and um, and get involved. So, yeah, just on that though, we. 
we do really enjoy the uh, the feedback we get. Uh, if, if people touching, uh, reaching out um, privately via via private message on the Twitter account or, or whatnot, it's um, it's all really really appreciated. I don't just just say that as uh, for lip service. I actually, really enjoy the uh, the feedback that uh, we receive. So, thank you to anyone that has given us uh, positive feedback over the journey. Bj. Yes, and we're and Terry and I are both always uh, happy happy to engage our listeners and um, talk racing on the Twitter platform mainly. But uh, again, yeah, I echo Terry's views. Um, anyone who's uh, who's as enthusiastic about West Australian racing as we are, then um, then uh, yeah, we we appreciate uh, we appreciate all of you. So very good. Let's do it, eh? Time to start finally stakes day rail. Terry, six-metre position. Six. We're looking for about 21 degrees, mostly sunny. We have had a bit of rain overnight, maybe a sprinkle today. Mm. Uh, what are we looking for? Good four? Yeah, Saturday? it should be a good four. No more rain from um, – or very minimal rain from now until Saturday. Should be none Friday or Saturday. Uh, track's been playing um, Track's been playing okay. Midweek it's been – Pretty pretty ordinary when the rail's out in that sort of 13, mm. 15 plus sort of position. But uh, no, it looks to be playing pretty fair um, at the moment. So at the six meter position, we're not over going to not going to overthink it, sorry, BJ, and we're just going to allow for a nice uh, a nice fair track. But as always, adjust accordingly. Very good. And this is actually this just just before we start this meet. This is a a meeting and. I, I'm someone who does like to commit to prices when I can and lock in numbers above my mark. But this really is a meeting where uh, I don't know if there's that many good markets around. Uh, Bradley's done a, a fairly astute job um, with what he's put up this morning. So this really is a good meeting, especially yep. later in the day. And we will touch on it as we go race by race. Um to monitor how that track is playing because there are some leaders that look to have really nice maps. There are some back markers who look to be really well in, but if they're not making ground, then you can probably look at getting a better price later or just moving on elsewhere. So a really good meet to um, to use the exchange, BJ. Very good. Okay. So race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Maiden. Mm. And uh, over the 1,000 meters, and we see the return of At War and Boss Snip from Breaks. Mm-hmm. Both of them have are, are, are sort of have been spook horses at times. Uh, haven't quite um, measured up to expectations in previous preparations, but they do for me anyway. They do look to have this race between them. Uh, I, I lent towards. Boss snip. The market is leaning towards at war. What um what was your what was your thoughts or or is there a a third stringer that you can make a strong case for in this maiden, Terry? Oh look, this is a race I'm going to stay out of. Um, I can tell you that the uh, I'm, as you know, I'm not a big data person, but I now have. Uh have been using it. It's quite interesting. At War is as big a data horse BJ as you'll ever see. Um, the data is basically yep. saying it should be a dollar ten um, type thing. So just needs to replicate any of its previous runs to, to basically win this. But I mean, I've got I've got concerns on the fact that um, uh, how how well uh, At War has returned. Uh, maybe he isn't quite the same horse he was. But look, you'd expect Bosnip. The key for this race really looks a map. Bosnip. I think Bosnip can hold out Petit Lefemme. Um, I think they, they really need to show tenacity to hold out Petit Lefemme. I think if Bosnip hands up, you don't want to be on. If that happens, if yep. At War lands on Bosnip's back and the winner should come from those two. Um, Bosnip isn't a horse that's been able to lead and rail yet. And some horses are just different conveyances when doing so. If we look at Bosnip when last in work, uh, sorry, not last. Oh, yeah, it was last in work, sorry. Um, on the, it was actually... 
on the 24th of Feb. So then he had a break. Um, she had a break, sorry, um, before she attacked a maiden, drew wide, had to take a park. But if you look at that, that was the, the maiden, which we all remember, uh, the trial, sorry, where she beat home Cliffs of Comfort. And she beat home Cliffs of Comfort looking more aesthetically pleasing in the trial than Cliffs of Comfort. And she was under less uh, sufferance than Cliffs was. So Bosnip could be a horse yep. that could have a really high, um, higher ceiling if able to rail and roll. So it's something we just simply um, we, we can only speculate on. So look, I think at two sixty and three eighty, that market's nearly bang on. I'd probably mark them in uh, in a line, to be honest. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm purely speculating on on horses I don't know enough about. And I think there's better spots for me personally to be playing at um at those prices. Love the trials of Harry Asa, who's now gone to Bernie Miller, and love the trial of Mystic Love. Yep. Uh, but Mystic Love's going to end up near last. So they're two horses I reckon we might be discussing in horses to follow in coming weeks. BJ. Okay, yeah. So so at wars has been well, officially anyway, whether whether the, the dates measure up is another thing, but officially at war has been gelded yes. since its last prep. Yeah. Uh, was 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 pretty revvy, wasn't he? Um yep. uh, last prep. He led and sort of um didn't necessarily settle uh on a cotton thread for Chris Pan at both on both occasions, but um uh, was ridden quiet in uh 31st of August trial and was doing its um, his best work late. Uh, like the booking of Johnston Porter from gate one, I can see why um, he and obviously he's got, you know, I think he's got a, he'd have a peak rating around Massimo. I'm pretty sure he ran second to Massimo on debut yep. at Belmont. First start in a race, so I can I can see why the ratings gurus have him on top. The thing I just wanted to mention about Bosnip was, and you meant, and you spoke, spoke to that gap between the trial at Larkill and its first and her first start in a race. I feel as though from memory she was scratched about two or three times prior to that. At least. So to me, it felt like the prep was there were setbacks mm-hmm. between trial and debut and um, there was like some interruptions to the to the campaign. So I'm pretty forgiving and I've just seen some of the stuff that Justin Warwick has been doing with his horses lately. Like nat- like the way that Native Chimes is just mm. tearing it up at the moment midweek is like, where'd this horse come from? Mm. <laughs> so it's obviously there's a good vibe around um, the, the Warwick camp at the moment. For me, I just feel as though we didn't necessarily see the best of Boss Snip and she's, she still managed to run um, two third placings at Belmont. That, and, and so perhaps if she was length two, three lengths below uh, her capabilities, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting what, uh, JT Warwick to have her um, after, after a break to have all those little chinks ironed out and have her ready to rock and roll. So I'm, um, I'm thinking that Boss Snip might have at war covered. Happy to be wrong, but that's the way I'm, I'm leaning. Boss Snip on top. I like it. Bernard, I'm going to use this as a learning experience. Gun to my head, I'd probably go the same way as you, but I'm going to use this race as a learning experience. One thing I won't be doing here is, uh, is probably willing to chase out a drifter because I don't think that'll be, uh, I think that could end in tears. Yeah, yeah, okay, and I see that. I see that Luke Fernie um, has scratched Northwood for um, during the week for. Uh, it's not a, this particular race. No, it's, I don't think it's up to these. Okay, moving right along. Race two is the free entry to Belmont Park Plate. This is a seventy thousand dollar. This is a seventy thousand no, dollar mile. But Terry, you, t- you, you you're lying tell to us me. All about this you're race lying to me. This isn't a seventy thousand dollar race, BJ. Mm. This isn't. This is this no. No, you're lying to me. 
Stop telling the listeners lies. Uh, this is this It'd be is nice a, to have a horse in it. I tell you what. Well, I was just um, I was speaking to Cribbell. I was saying that uh, Chicklets in today in race one today at a dollar forty over fourteen hundred. Um, Chicklets a three year old. Yeah, Chicklets a three year old. Yes. Yeah, I, I Chicklet yeah, Chicklet. They've missed a trick. They yeah. have missed a trick. <laughs> I, maybe they didn't quite see the noms, or I'm not sure. But uh, Chicklet would be going around at this at even money. I reckon at best. Chicklet obviously is 28 days between runs. Wasn't on for a trial, so might have had a little setback. So you can understand not wanting to go to a mile, but. Geez, you just about suck it up and 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 track here, don't you? I mean, Bubby Ritz is in for the stable, and um, you'd think that Chick- oh, Chicklet yes, would have yeah. uh, Chicklet would have Bubby Ritz are pretty well covered. But <laughs> look, this is a race again. I don't really want to get too heavily involved in. Um, one runner I did want to make mention of, and he's going to be back last. That's not really where we want to be. Is uh, is off we go. So it's rare you see an Adam Durant runner. Put in a real eye catcher second up behind Alay Alay. Alay, Alay, Alay. Put in a real a real <laughs> eye catcher behind Alay Alay. Durant runners obviously tend to get better the further they go. Drop back from the 15, and I was ready to go. Next start at the mile type thing. Drop back to the 1400. So, um, like half of uh, half of WA, I fell into Delarage, who looked um, who looked to sort of uh, loomed have him halfway down the straight. But he gave a really good kick. I think mm. off we go up to the mile is one that will really again go to another level. Um, I just I just find it very difficult to come at a horse that will be dead last on a track. I don't know how it's going to be flopping about. But um, the horses that are going to be forward here under the radar. Regal Dividends, um, they're 1,300 to 1,600. So we just simply don't know how well they're going to step up to the mile and run it out. They could relish it. They could um, they, they could struggle with that little bit of extra journey. So I, I really don't know. I mean, under the radar, second or third favourite, and under the radar is a maiden. And the horse that ran second to it in that maiden, perfect harmony, couldn't come out and win at a maiden at $1.60 at its next start. Um, that, well, that, that was the off we go. That race, was yeah? the off we go race. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with off we go, but um, I I I don't really know if I want to, but that's the way I'm gonna go here. Six bucks, something small, BJ. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think this is a really nice race for off we go. Just look, got a lot of favours. Did no work early. Tracked up in the three wide line and um, and pounced on them at Northam over fourteen hundred third up last start. But the figure the the late splits were I think either the best of the day or among the best of the day. It really really zipped home off a um, I guess a soft tempo. Mm-hmm. So doing no work again out the back. CJP, Adam Durant, pretty hot combination at the moment. Uh, I imagine this is going to be a relatively low pressure race as well. Um, just brought with one uninterrupted run with with similar closing speed, Durant horse up to a mile. Like I, I think this is this is just going to zoom past him late. Zoom um, past him. Up. Just just zoom off, past off him. we go. Off we go, yeah. Uh, surveillance is obviously the the class runner, but it's is still it, a, it? a six-start maiden. Is, is, well, is surveillance a class runner? It, I, so I, I don't know. Just just one or two two-year-old runs. I don't think it's – I mean, surveillance hasn't come back, has he? Yeah, I thought there were some signs last start. It just looks like he's – all of a sudden he's just lost his – Zip. Um, mm. Remarkably ran second in a – not remarkably, but he did ran se- second in a Magic Millions two-year-old classic. But he just and, – and I'm pretty sure Lockie Taylor spoke to this when we had him on the 1-1 that he's um, he's looking for further uh, already. So, maybe the, when um, I hear, the mile might, might be um, 
Yeah, you go. When I hear uh, looking for further, to me, that's just a way of saying this horse is slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. The last thing um, as an owner I ever like to hear is, oh, yeah, we're looking for further. Oh, he's just a bit dour at the moment. Oh, yeah, this horse is just no good. That, that's what I hear. So, how, when, when um, you, have you seen that uh, Tom Brown Twitter account that translate what Tom Brown says on Twitter? That, to me, is my, no. that's my personal <laughs> Tom Brown translator in my head. It's very funny. If you haven't seen it, quite funny. I quite enjoy it. So. Uh, <laughs> um, the the thing with the thing with surveillance is you know like you, you said that it might be might be um code for this horse is slow like i don't know how fast you really have to be to win this particular race that's the thing so there is seventy thousand dollars on the table forty one thousand for first so all these horses that are, that are in this race like um they're you know this is a really terrific opportunity for them to fill their boots because these type of um paydays i don't think will come along too often so but for me i, th- I really like off off we go coming off off the speed and uh sort of swooping to victory i think that's all i got yeah me too i'm i'm surprised you're with me there actually and i'm glad you're with me there so um six seven bucks what what, what type of mark are we what are we hoping for here i reckon it's gonna firm from there Mm -hmm. yeah this is a market i I really can't um you can't have any real confidence in the market the one thing i do know with under the radar is you trust that yard the dmac yard to really get them to go better the further they go he's um he's training like a jet at the moment as well so um yeah winkers on yeah exactly right exactly right but uh no off we go six bucks i think that's enough for me it's a race i didn't i didn't actually mark it and you know how i love to mark a race bj i didn't actually Mm. mark it but um yeah i i can understand there'll be some preference and interest in the on-speed runners especially a horse like regal dividend who's getting in with no weight and will roll in front and you know in a weak race our man and exactly right can't ride a loser at the moment, old Railsy. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be a. Uh, I think it'll uh, definitely be an opportunity for Durant and uh, CJP to run past them. And yeah, I'm with you. Five fifty. I marked off. We go okay. for what it's worth. Yeah. Anyway, I think so. I, I think I would have ended up somewhere around about the four fifty type mark. So yeah, I think the six bucks or so is enough to have a small bet on a card where there might not be too many bets. We better uh, we better find some opportunities. Very good. Race number three, Old Mates, Sports Bar and Eatery Handicap. Uh, 1,600 metres for the, for the rating 72 plus. When was the last time you were out at the Old Mate? Uh, I think it was the – I think it was the – there was a game of footy, wasn't there? Was it night game where we uh, where we walked across to watch uh, the, uh, the yeah, Mighty yeah, Eagles yeah. play? Yes, I mean, actually, we, that, uh, was the, that was the, the game. That was the Geelong game. That was a cracker. It was a Geelong game. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it was a Geelong game. Yeah, we won in uh, – Yes, in a uh, in a photo finish. I was down in the um, what's it called, the underground thing where you get the food and drinks all the time. Just a bit of a show off here. Uh, what's it called? The oh, I can't think of what it's called. It's the uh, at Optus. Yeah, at Optus. Yeah, at Optus. Oh, right, yeah. right. You're in the the elite. Yeah, the la, the la de da section. Yeah. So no, nah, it was uh, that was a that was a good day. And we should organize. We need to organize the next one one catch up shortly as well, don't we? We do. That's that's, that's overdue. So let's put our heads together this so way and come up with something in the next month. I reckon maybe just post. Kalgoorlie. I don't think I'll be able to handle. A, uh, I, I won't be able to handle a strong hit out pre Kalgoorlie and then get through the game, get through that. So I was thinking about your Kalgoorlie, your upcoming Kalgoorlie adventure. I think yeah. I think you, I think you need to do like a, a, a diary. Uh, keep uh, oh, that'll be humour. Just get and, well, and what it would do, like a round diary so people know next year when they go to Cal. This is what this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. This is the the Guru's uh, Kalgoorlie round diary twenty twenty. I reckon it'd be a bit of humour. 
Well, I've been pretty quiet in the tweet lately, so maybe I might just go. Uh, I might just come out in full force and just uh, just hammer everyone's uh, Twitter feeds and just be going <laughs> bang, bang, bang. The, the more the more winners I bet, the louder I get. So you definitely, we <laughs> sing when we're, we're we sing when we're winning, don't we? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway, let's let's move on. Race three, old mate. Uh, are we? Are we? What are we doing with? Uh, what are we doing with leading girl, BJ? Ah, oh, just has to win. Has, has to, to win. win surely. This race, surely. Yep. Yep. Surely, I think uh, Jared Noski would have been one person. He wouldn't. I'm sure Jared wouldn't wish um, negativity on anyone. But he would have been one person that wouldn't have been too disappointed to see leading girl loom and not get past uh, Aconite and comfort me last start. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a win for uh, for JJ Noski. That's for sure. Yeah, it was because Chrissy Parnham rode a treat. Uh, comfort me. I mean, went up the. That was a really quite a high riding race as well, and just comfort me's progression. We actually made that LA on uh, on the Origin comp, so that wasn't what we were after there. Um, but the progression from not being able to get past Simonelli in a class one <laughs> two starts ago to winning a, a sixty four pass against leading girl who had basically leveled up to it with a hundred odd to go, like gee whiz. So I think the key thing we first of all need to realise is that leading girl um, isn't as good as we thought. Unfortunately, we need to just um, we need to accept that, and for that reason, I mean, you you don't want to be diving into sort of a dollar sixty or so here. I think it's what's leading girl going up a dollar eighty dollar eighty dollar eighty five at the moment. It's above my quote, but uh, but I'm not uh, I'm not going to be diving in at the dollar eighty. Really big watch on Mrs. Brown's boy. Would love to see. uh, Would love to see the King and Kennedy, the AK, the double AK, is the uh, Ace King. Combination. I'd love to see them roll forward here and try and even lead it. Uh, I don't know if they get across. There's a bunch of horses I think will be happy to leave, but also happy to sit. So some real yep. aggression from the wide gate with Miss Brown's boy. Go to the top. Leading girl gets caught on the back of a strike force or something like that, who's sort of paddling a bit and going backwards and needs to make a sustained run. Mrs. Brown's boy is an underrated galloper, BJ. And that um, Massimo slash Western Temple form now looks pretty bloody good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you, we, you've got to make you got to make it hard for leading girl. That's the, that's yep. that's that's you got to you got to take her into. We're the not going to try and out sprint. We're not going to from barrier exactly. six. We're not going to drop out next to leading girl and try and out sprint leading girl. Yep. So, um, yeah, my plan here is Miss Brown's boys four forty. I've marked about four bucks, expecting Betfair to be best comfortably. So my plan is to wait for the exchange late, expecting leading girl to win, but I'm expecting my bet to be Mrs. Brown's boy, hoping to see seven dollars plus late. If I don't get that, I'll probably just stay out and. Uh, and view the race. I had a very similar thought process to you. Um, Mrs. Brown's boy is uh, is definitely the fly in the ointment for anyone who's looking to jump into the red odds uh, leading girl, that's for sure. Um, what I'm surprised you didn't this you didn't even nah, crack nah. a mention for strike force. Nah. Oh, strike force. I thought you were gonna go with the red pub. No, no, no. I was I was sort of heading in that general direction but strike force yeah. has been has, has for a horse who's um continually going around at long odds gets a gets a lot of airtime on the one one doesn't he <laughs> yeah he does no he's, he's he's just a uh he's just a battler and he loses his claim as well no he's he's just an absolute barry battler old strike force wait for him to get down to the weights maybe send him up to a a cup i'm surprised they haven't looked at going up to a carnarvon cup or something yeah. with, with a horse like strike force that's to me peter bamford he uh has, a, has had a bit of success up there with our uh, swifty platinum as well so uh, right. surprised yep. that isn't really the thought process. But I think he's running honest enough races, running those fourths, fifths where he's picking up his 1,500, 3,000 for the, for the connections. So he's paying his way. 
um, with what he's doing, but he's going to need to shed more ratings points, get into a 60-plus to be winning any, I'd, I'd suggest. Yeah. So just, just maybe even mid-week, mid-week even maybe. A mid-week maybe carries a 61, 62, uses three, three or four kilo claim and just tries to roll and nick one. That's probably where he wins one, but not this. Okay. So, yeah, just, just the case for leading girls. Obviously, the quick backup. Drops from 57.5 down to 54. Uh, no one riding better than Chris Parnham, obviously. Um, but she has loomed to win her last two and hasn't quite been able to get it done. So if she, um, if, if, if Mrs. Brown's boy makes it, makes it hard for her late, then um, yeah. But the, the five and a half kilos uh, advantage that she has over Mrs. Brown's boy suggests that this should be the yeah. day for leading girl. Now, you did mention the Massimo Western Temple form when we were discussing Mrs. Brown's boy. Shout out to Kira Yule and um, friend of the podcast, Daniel Cripps, combining mm. for Coolgardie Cup victory with Western Temple last Sunday. Terry, did you, did you chime in? Yeah, we did actually. It went down and uh, well, I'd, I'd marked it thinner than most of the lads there. I, I had a bit more... Uh Oh, maybe I just got lucky that I'd marked it shorter than I should have. But um, I, I thought two dollars seventy plus was a nice enough price. Western Town went around at four bucks late on the exchange. Yeah, so it really got out to a nice backable price. But uh, no, I was actually watched the race with uh, with DC, and he was uh, he didn't have much of a go himself. I don't think, but he was very chuffed for Kira nonetheless. And that was his first success. Uh, I don't know if it's black type these days. I'm not sure if it's considered black type, but uh, it was his first success in a uh, in a prominent race as a manager. So um, no, he was a very happy lad and. Um, yeah, we'll discuss here in another black tight race in uh, in a couple of minutes, I'd suggest. Okay, but um, just quickly, mm-hmm. did the Cool Guardy Cup, have you done the review? What, what was the go with Friar Fox? I haven't actually done the review. It came from Neil Ars, didn't it? Oh, it was... Sean O'Donnell was just couldn't get it couldn't get it going early. She was slow away and just looked like she just didn't want to be there and was going to just tail them, run you know furlong last or whatever and somehow like flash late and run second so that's it's some funny old races I, I said to the boys that angry annie was the lay of the day and then i said divine shadow how's the money coming this is the lay of the day and <laughs> both of them two, two of the bigger runs on the card so um i'm, I'm glad that uh, that was kept around the table i'm glad neither of them got the chocolate so it looked like a, a dickhead there i'd suggest but um no it's some i'm, I'm really looking forward to the cowgull around and what's to come and as you know it's uh it's the only place i'm really betting sort of full stake at the moment so I'm um yeah I, I love the goldfields BJ it's my home away from home <laughs> looking forward to that round diary I'll give you the tip oh. so race four Han Superdry finally stakes listed race fourteen hundred meters hundred thousand dollars now um, everything points towards Massimo continuing on his merry way can mm. you see one of his I can't believe there's only five rivals but one of five rivals. Can any of those uh, make things difficult for Massimo? Uh, obviously, Pims Royale can. Um, my map has Pims Royale probably stalking Massimo on the fence. I think Massimo gets crossed with great shot and snow Chino coming across. I think they'd like to lead on Massimo, but there's no point yeah. getting involved in a um, in a in a turf war with those two. So I think Massimo parks, and then Kira can probably come across and grab Massimo's back. And I just about think Kira can probably win from Massimo's back if they level up and sprint together with a fresher horse but I'm not really um I'm not really keen to get involved here BJ I I I feel that Massimo 
I think Massimo is not impossible to be a railway horse just about. I, I think Massimo, just the toughness in the victories. I don't think much goes right in a lot of his races. Like to breeze on hot tempos, to do this and that. I, railway horse might be a stretch. Definitely not this year. I'm, I'm thinking more next year. But um, I just think, it just he's just so tough. He's just so what you don't want to back against, you know. And I'm not I'm not diving in at a dollar seventy when he's going to have to take a sit behind Great Shot, who, to me, looks like he's had enough of racing um, for for his career. So a race I'm going to be staying out of BJ, but it'll be very interesting if Great Shot does fall in a hole and then drop back on. Um, on Massimo and on Pims Royale and a horse like yeah Daddy or something can uh, can have a bit of a snip out wide but um, yeah no, no he's not impossible not impossible um, no it, it'd need a lot to go right and there'd need yeah. to be a lot of bad luck for Massimo and Pims Royale I'd suggest but um, yeah a race I'm staying out of and a, a pretty underwhelming addition of the Farnley to be honest very disappointing yeah I think I think Massimo will lead from one. Do you? Uh, I don't think, yeah, what, I don't what think are they going to do? Is there really going to be any ambitions with Great Shot, um, who's had so many starts, or Snow Chino, who they, they know only knows one way, is only good one way? Are they really going to have any ambitions to sit? Who's that? Those two? Yeah. Well, but how, does, oh, how, does I, the, I just, how does the map look? How does that map end up looking? Yeah, That's I, what I, I kept just, coming back to because I thought that as well. I think they'll want to lead on Massimo, yeah. but I think they'll say to Clint, don't just don't sit uh, on the rail in a three-wide line over in a six-horse field. Like, or just they take a hold of Snow Chino and just totally relinquish uh, her strengths, like, especially down with the 54. Like, surely you're just you're rolling. And great shot. You haven't had uh, 41 career starts with the success you've had to say, all right, now we're going to take a hold. Yeah, well, they couldn't. he couldn't get to the top first up. Uh, great shot. I don't. I, mm. I can't. Yeah. I just think they'll be pretty keen to. And the way that Massimo's enjoying breezing, like, do you know what I mean? Like he's um. Yeah. His form has I've, like. I, I think he's uh, three starts ago when Maddie Derek rode him. He railed in front and got run over by inspirational girl. Sat outside them and beat Western Temple over fourteen hundred meters two start. Sat outside leader and won again over sixty kgs over a mile last start. I just don't think they'll want anything to, to cross him. Like I just think he's just I don't that- no, I don't think they will either. That's mm. I guess that's really interesting with this race. Does Massimo have that early speed? Because great as you said, great shot and Snow Chain are traditionally pretty quick horses, but they haven't looked either of them haven't looked no. super quick no. at public appearances this this time in. So they haven't um, yeah, ever. you could well you could well be right. Massimo even if Massimo has to go two or three above benchmark and and sort of say, well I'm not going to let you guys come across and put the pressure on. I'm going to make this a proper run affair. And yeah, if Massimo does lead and they don't um don't get to lay a glove on him like that, he, he should be um should be winning by panels probably okay all right so that is uh, our preview for race for the feature of the day the farnley stakes bit of a um yeah as we said it's a bit of a shame that we've only got the uh the six runners so hopefully the numbers pick up because um this is traditionally a lead up towards the hannon's handicap in kalgoorlie mm-hmm. for the round so mm-hmm. hopefully we can um we can get a field together for for that um for that big race coming up but um for now anyway it's time to do our mundaring hotel wa racing mastermind competition now the mundaring it's been the heart of the hills heart of the hills since 1899 located in jacoby street mundaring if you get a chance drop in and see the publican ian butchie o'connor say g'day let him know you're a one one listener especially those people that are traveling to and from uh Northam and York over the next few days drop into the Mundaring. <laughs> Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Jason Matthews. Well done, Jason. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, 
you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. All right, Terry, I reckon... I'm ready to go. I reckon you're good for these. Let's see. Let's go. Question one. Jade McNaught won last year's Farley Stakes Aboard Neurological. How many winners... I thought that was the question. (laughs) How many winners in total did Ah. she ride on that card? I reckon I could list them as well. One of the more freakish days at the track, that one. That was incredible mm. stuff. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think I backed any of them either. <laughs> I think you, you probably backed Taxagano, the one, one she got beat on. No, I was on, yeah, and I was on the second horse in that neurological race. I was on Abdicator. I think Abdicator, something like 21 or $26 into about five bucks, Lee Newman, and it was beaten. Yep. Uh, it was an absolute horror show to watch anyway. <sighs> deep breaths, Terry, deep breaths. Question two. Name the now trainer who saluted aboard, uh, so in, who rode stocks to victory in the 2017 Farnley Stakes. Well, I presume it has to. Former hoop, yeah, now trainer. A, I, think, I think I know that one. Question three. What year did the, did the now 11-year-old, can you believe he's 11, rock magic win the Farnley Stakes? What year? Yeah, this will stump a few people because- uh, I didn't realise he's 11. What a horse. Jeez. That's a bit before he picked up all the points, surely, because this is a, a handicap. Mm, all right, I've answered it, but not with much confidence. Definitely got two. All right, all you masterminds out there. So get your entries in via direct message at the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter. That's direct message, please. And um, send them to us at the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter. Those three and you will be in contention to um, for a $100 gift voucher, Mundaring Hotel. There we go, Terry. Very good. All right, so things are starting to heat up here. Race five, Terry. This is a very interesting 1,000-metre dash for the three-year-olds called the Amelia Park Plate. Now, this has been the word on the street is that Friday night is a very, very smart animal. Uh, having its debut for Chris and Michael Ganjimi, unbeaten in three trials. Winker's on for the debut. Now, he, but he's going to have to overcome a sticky draw and a field position disadvantage to um, overhaul the, like, the, the likes of Madame Torio and Brooklyn Pier. There's probably a couple of others in there that you can make a strong case for, but they're the, the three main fancies. What's your, what's your view on this 1,000-meter uh, dash? This is another one of those I'm, I'm really happy to watch races. Um, I, I We've all heard the Friday night, uh, the Spruik. And, I mean, one thing you know about a Spruik is they're never wrong either, are they? Like, um, <laughs> Rarely. There's, there's, nev- there's never a horse that's incorrectly Spruiked. I mean, I still remember about how, cl- how good Clive Waterhouse was going to be in his career. So, look, I mean, <laughs> Friday nights looks, looks pretty bloody good. But it's it's one thing is it's going to be very difficult, BJ. And I, I often say this, and it takes a good horse. I remember one by the name of Dig Deep that did it, actually, is uh, – take a sit on debut and win a horse race it's very difficult from did from barrier seven it did that in one actually yeah won the mm. 2019 caricata plate there's a picture on my wall right there i uh i think you'll find that friday night going back to last it, it's gonna have to be as good as they're saying but the key element to this race uh for me is madame torio being able to cross a horse like our danny and brooklyn pier madame yep. torio breezes Definitely um, beatable, and it's still beatable if leading. Friday night could be that good. That That's the word on the street. But um, coming from last and catching a horse like Madame Torio, over a 1,000 metres who can run time, is a uh, is a serious, serious, serious ask, especially on debut. So, look, I, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy potting the rest of them. Um, I thought Just a Pinch was really good. Um, and if yeah, it gets it out was. to sort of, th- if it gets out to 30, I'm talking 30 bucks, I'd look at it maybe an each way bet, Just a Pinch, 10 bucks or whatever at the moment. It's not going to get me in a million years. Um, even 30, to be honest, wouldn't really that excite me all that much. But um, no, I'm, it, I, the run I was too, too good to ignore, though, wasn't it? Really, Just a Pinch. Yeah, um, it certainly was. It, it mm. certainly was. But I mean, um, yeah, Brooklyn Pier against one of those trials where it was ridden out to the line. I don't, I don't really care that it won by six and it beats some nice horses um 59.70 um is still a pretty nice time though that's probably the, the one aspect of that that sort of grabs you a little bit so yeah i i just think the one thing has I look been, at has been gelded to another one that's been gelded brooklyn pier yeah, mm. I, i'd personally refuse to run if that was me but um <laughs> another one that uh you, you you look at that trial and you think surely there cannot be any intentions to hand up because that showed um a degree of intent, but in saying that, Madame Tori might just be too quick early. I don't know. Our Danny's a quick too horse. Zippy, yeah. I'm just talking in uh, circles and in riddles here, BJ. I don't know how good Friday night is. I don't know if Madame Torio will cross. Um, I'm I'm going to stay out again. I just have to stay out. But um, really, really interested to watch this race, though. Yeah, I um, we've been speaking about Friday night on this show for a while now, and um, he did win a trial back in March by. Uh, 400 meter trial by six lengths in very fast time. He's won um, another 400 meter trial on August 3 in fast time. And then he just, um, it was funny, he was getting sort of pushed along early by Jordan Turner in his 1000 meter heat on August 31. But when he grabbed the, when, when he grabbed the bridle and improved into the race, he, he just moves like a, like a class horse. Um, I think the second horse in that trial goes good too. It's called Amelia's Etoile mm-hmm. or Etoile. So, but yeah. That, you like a good mover, don't you? Yeah, this this horse just reeks of uh, um, class Friday night. Uh, it's interesting they've gone for the, the Winkers so um, on debut because I don't think it – had a close look at its trials. I don't think it's carried winkers in 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 any of them. So that's um, just going to keep him nice and sharp. And and he does. He's still pretty green. Obviously, he's uh, very very new to the to the caper. So that's an interesting addition. It, for me, it just signals that they're pretty keen to um, to uh, you know they're showing some intent there with that particular gear change. I'm going to back my, trust my eye and trust my gut with this, and I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to suggest that Friday night's just going to find a way to, to win. Madame Torio, uh, good Belmont 1,000-meter filly. She's won three of those this prep already, so can't fault her. Um, Brooklyn Pier showed, you know, he, he's won, a, won an Ascot race as a, um, as a two-year-old, been gelded. Um, that trial win was, was pretty, pretty smart. And, we've, um, and there's, you know, even the best of our Danny, St- uh, stands up doesn't it really she's mm-hmm. first up no trial and then classic magnus might be the forgotten runner she's um hasn't really done much wrong to be fair no nah, classic um, no 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 that's no not not for you no nah, classic magnus can't win yeah but for me friday night <laughs> my, my uh, record in those at the moment is incredible those ones <laughs> that i just i just dismiss out of hand you can basically lock that in for a place at the moment the way uh the way i'm going so well we got one um, of those we got one of those later in the in the show with um Condor Heroes coming up, not far yeah, away. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I've yeah, my respect is built for Condor Heroes clearly now, so <laughs> I probably won't be carrying on in the same manner as I uh, as I was. But uh, no, I, I like when you when you go full Steve Smith, BJ, and you trust your eye. So uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm. Uh, 
yeah, interested to watch this. This will be this will be a cracking race. Uh, watch the first hundred meters. See where um, see if Madame Torio can get across, and then watch Friday night. See if Jordan Turner can get the right card. He handles the young yeah. horses very very well. JT does so. Um, yeah, really interested to, to view. Betfair late will be intriguing, won't it? So, oh, uh, who knows? Friday night yeah. could start two fifty. Like the four yeah. bucks, which I've just seen go up there. Um, I've, I've hovered on that. I've decided not to pull the trig. Yeah. Um, but I mean the um. Yeah, it's yeah. This is just it's it's a who knows what's going to happen late on Betfair. To be honest, this would be uh, an interesting form race because if if Friday nights as good as what um, they are not they hashtag they are um or, and I suspect um, <laughs> this could be a pointer to uh, to things to come um, now that that spring has has rolled around and we got some um, some big races on the horizon. So. As Terry said, this would be a one to watch this particular race. Moving on now to the first leg of the Quadrella, the uh, race six. It's the Ascend Sales Trophies Handicap, 1,200-meter ratings, 72-plus. Thoughts, Guru? Uh, well, it's it's hard to ignore. Um, it's really hard to ignore. You know, I, I, like, a, I like a speed map. Um I like it. I like a good speed map. It's pretty hard to ignore the speed map that Mia Dol- Dolce, Mia Dolce gets. Um, Mia Dolce gets here. Where we spoke uh, before we started, and you, you mentioned you're a bit uh, a bit tired of Mia Dolce, and it's a horse, sort of a horse you just sort of we struggle to try and uh, try and find. Just been. I mean, you don't see many early um, early four-year-olds that have had 28 starts. That's incredible, isn't it, to this stage of uh, to her career? But geez, what a map! Is if 53 kilos. You're gonna lead this on your ear. I mean, what what have you got breezing here? That's 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 probably the big question. Yeah, I've got Flower of Scotland breezing. Yeah, Flower of Scotland is, is the potential breeze. If it's not Flower of Scotland, it's um, it's spilling over. If they opt to if they opt to show some aggression and roll forward, but that's that's yep. not a fate accompli. They might look to um, replicate something like its first up run where it was um where it was pretty big. And we knew we'd have this discussion. We knew it was going to come in time. We'd we've prepped ourselves for this. We're spilling over. Yep. Um, we're, we're pretty happy to stay out as a as a conglomerate. Let's 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 come together as a team here, BJ. Are we happy to stay out for spilling over? I am. Do you want to let people in on your um I'm g- I'm going to let him I'm going to let him go. Well, even if he can work to the breeze, I feel that um, Mia Dolce railing up with a 53 will be sharper over the 1200. Um, and I do think if they ride it, is that a winnable win- position for Spillin' Over Breeze? I don't it's know. A, so. I don't know if it is. And if they yeah. go back, I don't. There's no way that um, I don't think Spillin' Over outsprints in a rodeo. So yeah. I don't see how Spillin' Over wins from a map forward or back. Um, for me, other people might see it differently. And, and the horse, uh, the first up run was obviously very hard to miss. But the first up run, every campaign is very hard to miss. So. Um, yeah, for me, I just can't. Uh, I can't map a victory, so pff, leaving it straight through to the keeper. No, so we're, look, not, I, I, not, we're definitely not team spilling over. No, we're not. Way. We're not team spilling over. No, I'm, I'm going to be team Mia Dolce. I'm going to. I have to fall in for the map. To be honest with you, I think Mia Dolce might just about be a better horse over the 1200 as well. Some sprinters actually can really sustain that sprint for a longer period of time. I'm going to just completely forget the last start when um, Mia Dolce was on the back of We've Got Dreams and um, it was nearly an identical run to We've Got Dreams. We know how good that. Uh, we know how good that mirror is, so I'm 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 pretty content. Um, I'm pretty content saying we can just forget the run uh, of a horse who's who's just far 
superior when leading. Um, you go back to that Cliffs of Comfort run, two starts ago, pushed Cliffs of Comfort all the way to the line, make, made that really sharp gallop a stretch, uh, ran second to Cliffs of Comfort that particular day. Um, I got a stack of stack of time for Nerodio, um, but it's just the fact that Nerodio might get back on the back of a slow one or two. I don't know how it's all going to pan out. And yeah, look, I, I don't want to be diving in um, too heavily, but um, the seven bucks or so Mia Dolce is above my quote. I've got Mia Dolce at five bucks, so um, happy having something small on. You could even look at an each way bet the way the map pans out, but um, we spoke pre preview that there were some races that looked really good to wait and see how um, certain lanes are playing. Um, if the inside paddy is playing nicely and you can really trust mm. horses jumping and rolling, it's just it's just going to be really hard to catch with the 53. So, um, look, my market does have Nerodio on top. Plenty of respect. think it's better up at the 1,200 too. But my, uh, the market suggests currently that Mia Dolce is the bet, BJ. So, Mia Dolce for me. If you were Paige Kenny and connections mm. of Flower of Scotland, what what are you mm. what are you whispering to Lucky Lacta? Uh, pay rates. What's, I, what's, the, what's the go here? <laughs> you tell him just find the rail, ride it for luck. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's if, if I'm <laughs> the fact I'm not on. Um, yeah, look, no Flower of Scotland is uh, it's polarizing. I guess not not polarizing for most punters. I guess it's getting backed off the map. Start yeah. after start it was arguably the run of the race um, in that Mia Dolce race I discussed. Uh, two starts ago, Lactar from Aussie to Lactar. That's a pretty positive um, jockey change for just the one kilo, especially with the way horses are running for Lactar at the moment. So no, it's definitely a winning chance. There's three strong winning chances, maybe four if you look at Crystal Spirit, who will yep. probably hop on the back of Mia Dolce and was better than its run suggests. Yes, over an unsuitable thousand meters against um, Money Matters last start. I think the market's pretty bang on here, to be honest. So again, I'm, I'm searching for a bet rather than um, rather than really confidently finding one. But it's it's I mean it's hard to miss what Flower of Scotland's done. All uh, all, all preparation. So um, geez, yeah. Look, I'm I'm going to go for the horse over a thousand meters, over twelve hundred meters. It's going to lead, and you don't often. Especially in WA, you don't often get a um, a race over a thousand or twelve hundred meters where there is one leader. There is yeah. no obvious yeah. pressure on paper. In saying that, we don't want to walk on Mia Dolce. We want to take advantage of that map, try and steal a match winning lead um, on the take turn. Take advantage so, of that weight as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exactly right. So mm. for me, it's Mia Dolce. Um, we, we, yeah, we. I'd love to. I would have loved to have seen sort of eight fifty two, sixty two, seventy. Then I feel confident diving in each way, making a profit on the place. But seven two forty, it's still a bet for me. I'd suggest. Okay, yeah. So, what, what price did you have, Nerodio? I had Nerodio, Nerodio, Yeah. Uh, I had Nerodio at $2 and – hang on, I've got Wednesday's uh, numbers up here. It's easy to find all the winners on Wednesday now, by the way. <laughs> um, I've got Nerodio. I had Nerodio $2.60, so it's exactly the current price. Yeah. Um, I was I was $2.85. Um, yeah. That, that's the way I'm going. He um, – this horse is uh, is really um, in the in the hitting zone at the moment. Three wins from his five starts. This prep knocked off uh, leading guard. I thought that I was really taken with that twelve hundred meter win two back. Ridden really aggressively by CJP. Hit the front early. Uh, kept going. That was just a really strong performance, and um, he followed that up with um, just running the best splits of the day to um salute over a thousand in uh, in this grade when was that that was two weeks ago uh 
I agree with Terry. I think he's more of a 1,200-meter horse. He's won six from eight starts at Belmont Park. Uh, Nerodio, Nerodio, we'll have to get a ruling on that. You are right. He's going to be – Mia Dolce is going to have field position and a five-and-a-half kilo advantage um, over Nerodio. So that is um, – a query and um, a concern, but uh, just the way this horse is racing, his closing speed, his class, yeah, these inform horses, I just think he can continue on his merry way. Nero Dio on top. For me, the horse that's going to be stalking uh, Mia Dolce in run Crystal Spirit, I quite liked his 78 plus thousand meter run behind Money Matters last start. This, this, this looks the the... A sweet, sweet map for Crystal Spirit from the Ganjimi Racing Yard. Sean O'Donnell maintains the ride. I think he's gonna he's gonna peel, and uh, I reckon he might look the winner at some stage um, in the straight. And uh, I think he's probably the biggest danger for me anyway for uh, N- oh, Nero Dio. BJ markets are other markets are just going up as we speak. It's literally happening in front of my eyes. Um, the rodeo is dollar ninety five, dollar eighty five with a company we don't need to name. Um, wow. can't we can't be tipping the rodeo at a dollar eighty five? Mia Dolce nine bucks, Flower of Scotland seven fifty, Crystal Spirit sixteen. They're, they're sort of prices that are backable. Like I come on here and, and, and tip whatever we want to tip. And I mean, I, I've marked Narodio favourite, so that should be the tip. But no, that's not how we're going to work. We're going to work on what's the furthest above my market. And that's clearly Mia Dolce at the $9. Um, again, when this goes to to live, that might be a, a different story. But um, I can't I can't get on because they're, uh, they're not reputable. The agency I'm talking about, BJ. Okay, I was just looking. I was just looking locally, Brad Bet, 280 still. So that's- um, Well, and Brad, Brad, has, Brad has informed me that Mia Dolce was- Pretty well supported at the seven dollars as well. So, um, so yeah, there's nine dollars up about me Dolce, and I'm just uh, I'm crossing my uh, me little fingers that I can get some of that when um, when um, when agencies that we can actually get on with go up. Alrighty, race seven, Glenroy Chaff handicap. This is a graduation thirteen hundred meter contest. Um, mm. Not a bad little race, this actually. Um, yeah, this this was a good race to to do a bit of a deep a deep dive in on a, yeah. on a number of reasons. I mean, I, I think that the the first thing we need to ask, and and Tycoon Storm deserves to be the head of every market, I'd suggest, yep. um, is is what price do we have Tycoon Storm here? You've got you've got the sticky gate. You've got the fact that there were it was a big drifter first and second up um, went horribly first up. Second up went well, but. That second up win, that was genuinely a gift from the wide yeah. gate, has tucked in behind two leaders that have taken each other on. The fourth horse, Little Red Bikini, just simply couldn't keep up. And Chris Parnham has just ridden it a treat. And um, while he got the job done, it was uh, it was a bit of a, a gift um, victory. So I think the key thing with this race straight away is marking Tycoon Storm, and then you can sort of um, shape the rest of your market around it. What price Tycoon Storm for you, BJ? I went three fifty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think I've gone up shorter than I'd wanted to. I don't know whether I'm letting the spruit get to my head, whether I'm letting um various other aspects come into to play. Um but yeah, I had Tycoon Storm around the two dollar seventy mark. Just just yeah. more for the fact that I was happy taking on some of these other runners. Um Absolutely. What, rash- but what did what did what were you expecting tactically from Chris Parnham and Lindsay Smith, Tycoon Storm? Oh, I am expecting uh Chris Parnham to follow across um Super Territoria to some degree. I don't think it has yeah. the same pace early that Super Territoria does, but he'll look to come across and and tuck in somewhere around him. I mean, there's a chance you're gonna get park. Um you're gonna park deep. Uh, there's a chance he could breathe. 
speeds, I think. There's not a huge yep. amount of other speed. Um, Machino Miss has drawn 14. They'd love to go forward from 14, but I just don't I've know. I've got Tycoon Storm outside leader, outside yep. Super Territoria. I think they'd prefer a sit if possible, mm. but I just don't know if that sit's going to be forthcoming. They would have loved to have drawn underneath Super Territoria and try to sort of make that horse work across it and then tuck in on it. Um, Lace Vinsky from two is the question mark whether that horse uh, can kick up and lead with Paddy Carberry. I would have loved to have seen Madison Derrick remain in the saddle, um, and that's that's definitely a... Um, a, uh, a a negative for the horse, I think, uh, with the the weight increase. But um, no, really, really interesting race. And I think the the first decision, as I said, you have to make is is Tycoon Storm. But um, Lace Vinci's a horse I want to talk about. Um, firstly, BJ was a nice trial um, before the first up run, where we saw Excellent Dream um, ran off the track and took Lace <laughs> Vinsky with him. Yeah, uh, sure with did. Her, with poor old uh, poor Mar- Maddie had a hands full, didn't she? Certainly did, yeah. It was mm. pretty uh, him. Sorry, it was pretty uh, pretty ordinary viewing for anybody on Lacevinsky who was already tramping three and four the trip, um, as you probably would would have expected from that draw with the speed underneath. Um, actually, came home pretty well in the last two hundred. Yeah. Beaten ten yeah. beaten ten point three lengths, but it was a really good first up run, which uh, you probably don't often hear when it, when a horse is beaten um, when a horse is beaten that far. Um, I'm expecting look. I, I'm not big on the Paddy Carberry appointment. Um, Was that a weight thing or because he's, no, he's got a good Matt, record? Matt, he's got a good record on Lacemans. He's well, he yeah. Th- there's there's different ways of looking at that. I think BJ, you can either he could say have a better a record. record he, is that what you're saying? Yeah, the horse the horse could have a far better record. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do believe the horse could have a far better record than than he does. But look, I mean, Lacevinsky here should be potentially leading, but likely just box seats on him. Um, would prefer to see the horse leading. But if you go back through runs last campaign, um, it was really luckless a lot of the time. But you got a third behind Windstorm and rewrite the stars. You got a second behind Sir Mambo. And that second behind Sir Mambo was when Sir Mambo was just absolutely. Absolutely low flying. Um, the third horse was Nerodio. Um, two seconds to not to be missed, and then a second to put a spell on you when he sat four deep the trip and Huge. put a spell on you. Got the got the nice card into it with W Pike in the saddle. So Lacevinsky, while only winning two of. Um, what is it? 14. Two of fourteen. Two of yep. fourteen. Uh, he's been placed at ten of fourteen. I really think Lace Vinsky's a really nice animal. Um, we like prefer a Simon Miller sprinter as well, obviously. So, look, I think he gets every chance um, from the good draw. I actually thought, I actually thought we'd see a slightly better price. A um, little bit disappointed with the sort of seven or eight bucks we, we've got to talk about at the moment. Um, but I thought he is one that might have gone up a bigger price. But I was expecting around the nine dollar mark, Lace Vinsky. Yeah, I, I just thought we we got horses like Rationale, um, Devoted yep. Star, Super Territoria, and obviously um, the one we discussed, Tycoon Storm. I knew they're going to take up a good chunk of market, but I'm really happy taking on uh, Devoted Star. I think she'll lay of the day. Um, not often that we will hop into to Bob or Grant Nalan, whoever's made the decision, but the, the appointment of Matty Derrick on Devoted Star is a horror show. Like that's just It just makes no sense. Coming but- off a hoof, hoof abscess last Saturday as well, scratched. Devoted star. Yeah, like uh, it just to me, devoted stars as a horse that struggles to go early, gets back, and it needs a cute ride through the field. That's not Maddie Derrick's go um, at all. So we're, she's only got fifty-seven, so you didn't need to use a claim here. And Clint Johnston Porter hasn't got a ride in the race. If if Chris was already going to ride Tycoon Storm, that just to me it makes no sense. And I'm happy to put a line through um, devoted star. I think thirty to one probably wouldn't get me with devoted star. That's how uh, how much I would be um, willing to steer clear of her. Rationalia, that was a gift victory last start. Like we 
we were pretty happy to take it on. Rationale's landed on the back of Super Territoria, who was taken on by Peppy Jack the entirety of the way. And yeah, it's only just got there. It was a yeah, a real gift victory, I thought. It was very strange late. Like Rationale was going to win comfortably and mm. then sort of almost like either pulled up or balked at something or something went awry over the last 100 metres and she almost threw the race away. It was... Oh, I, I wish she did because we were uh, we were pretty heavily invested on uh, on Super T at, yep. uh, at that stage of proceedings. So um, yeah, no, I uh, I wish she did um, throw very the race odd. away. To be honest with you, yeah, it was. So, or maybe she very- resented resented the whip or something. It was very very interesting. Um, mm. Even if you go back to the previous victory, that was a race that was really set up for sweepers. Amasinus hasn't franked that form. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy taking on Ration Ali, long story short there as well. And I think Ration Ali is uh have we got have we got Marcus for that race yet, BJ? Yeah. We might yep. be just we might Oh hang on, no. no so the the just, only just one that I can see at the moment is uh four eighty Ration Ali is uh is is the, the price available on a couple yeah. of agencies. Oh, that's- yep. Yeah, I think that's it's extremely bare bones that sort of four eighty type thing. So, um, no, look, I look at my current markets. It, it probably looks to be a double play for me. Super Territory has actually gone up overs as well, but um, I, I'm probably going to look at um, at uh, at trusting, trusting, trusting the progression of Tycoon Storm. Um, yep. Not It's not really my type of bet, but it's come up above me quote at the $3.50 I can now see. Lace Vinsky at 7 to one's the one I wanted to be on each way. thought I might see $13, $14. The $7 won't get me, but look at this stage. At this stage, going to stay out of the race, but um, yeah, Tycoon Storm, Lace Vinsky, they're the two that sort of uh, are at the forefront of my mind, BJ. Yeah, I had Tycoon Storm on top as well. Lace Vinsky, the biggest danger also. Uh, go back and have a look at that first up run from Lace Vinsky. He was just lucky to stay upright, really. Um, so the And the the numbers coming through from Vince Accardi's daily sectionals late were pretty good considering um, just got pretty much bowled over just prior to straightening. And um, Not a horse we associate with running a quick last two, so you, don't, you didn't need to see, sort of. You didn't yep. need to see a flashing last two. You just needed to see yep. enough that the horse was going well enough, and we did see yep. that, in my opinion. Yeah, so they're, they're the two. Uh, I do have a watch on, it, uh, on your crayfish coast form is vastly superior to mine. That's Geraldton. Ukbar Ted. Now, some mm, of these Geraldton victories were incredible to, um, towards the end of the uh, the season. One uh, by five and a half lengths, two starts ago. Uh, the ratings that I saw were really strong. Ukbar Ted, the trial poking through late, very quiet, underneath Troy mm-hmm. Turner in a trial for Colin Webster on August 31. I imagine we'll be getting back and run on, running on from gate 13, but wouldn't surprise me one iota to see Ukba Ted run a cheeky race first up. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think it's winnable. I, I don't know if yeah. um, from Barrier 13, Troy Turrets, there's a lot that's going to have to go right there. But some yeah. of those wins at, uh, at Geraldton, they were so far against pattern for the meetings yep. as well. They were meetings where horses weren't making ground. and They uh, were outliers, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were they were quite incredible. So um, I'm really interested to see how Ukbar Ted uh, progresses this campaign as, as a potential city horse uh, because, yeah, th- those wins were um, those wins were, were definitely city class in Jarrow. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and and the numbers that I saw sort of backed uh, backed it up that um, there were performance of performances of significance as well. So um, yep, but uh, the guru and I are circling around the same two here: Tycoon Storm and Lace Vinsky in race 
seven of the day. Moving on to race eight. Now, this is a belter. The budget car and truck rental handicap, 1,000 metres, rating 66-plus company. We have Condor Heroes versus This Will Test You versus Long Beach. And um, uh, there's a couple of others. There's a couple of other su- supporting cast members as well, but they are they are the, the main three, the main trio, all the market, uh, all the money rather, uh, at the early stages of since markets were released this morning has been for this will test you. This is uh, this is um, very exciting stuff. Race eight, Belmont on Saturday. Yeah, this is uh, this is the the main event. It may not be listed yes. as the uh, as the main event, but uh, this certainly is the um, it's the highlight, the the pick of the card. I would suggest. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I, I guess the first thing we need to discuss, obviously, is this will test you. So this will test you at at best. Would you say is working to the breeze? Condor Heroes leads the race, has yep. field position even on the other potential speed horses in Weapon Sun and Copper Fury. Um, Weapon Copper Sun is Fury. out. Just come, just come through. Weapon Sun is out. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Weapon Sun <laughs> is out. Uh, that doesn't affect, in my mind, that doesn't affect the race in the slightest, no, to be honest. No. Um, probably a little- Probably, probably a, a good little, scratching from David Harrison, to be fair. So Probably a good scratching yeah. for uh, for this or Tester, I'd suggest as well, just yep. in case um, he um, she isn't uh, super away from the widest gate. Um, Copper Fury- is a million to one, and that's probably not enough, um, but it's the interesting runner. If you watch Jade at the gates last start, for a horse whose natural tempo is to jump and run, Jade didn't really have any intention of leading that race. Um, interesting. That, that's that's the one I, I would love to see. I'd love to see the stewards question that and say, Jade, this horse has led its last three million starts. Why did you just let it plop out and let um, – let this will test your roll to the top. So there's it led yeah, the uh, it led the led the Prince of Wales wait for age thousand uh, meter race at Ascot. So yeah. Three. So to me, yeah, to me, um, mm, it, did, it, it, did, it did pull up lame though. So maybe uh, yeah. No, no, that doesn't bother me. No, no, no. She didn't try to go early. To me, yeah. it felt like. Um, a bit of a gift to Mitchell Pateman. Um, yep. I, I, that's that's how it felt to me. It felt like the race was run in a boat rather than being run on grass. Potentially, uh, look, I, no, didn't, no, I, that, didn't, I didn't. That's how it. That's how it looked, didn't it? So it did. It, it just didn't look good. No, just yeah. <laughs> it's just there was no interest. There was a look around as well. It yeah, just it gave me a very bad feel. Um, mm. To be honest, so. But I'm expecting that um, that Jimmy Greaves, who was uh, I saw his interview declaring Peppy Jack midweek. I loved that stuff. That was so good, wasn't it? And the <laughs> Money came in droves. It was tens to I think. I think it traded high fours late on the exchange. It was amazing. They stuff. love backing. You, they love backing that horse. Love they it. certainly, they certainly mm. do. I gave up a few starts ago, but gee whiz, they kept coming. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. You've got to suspect they put their handlebars down. I mean, if this will test your lands three deep, no cover. Bloody hell! This will test you. Has been in two dog fights um, in her career, and um, and both dog fights she lost. Her yep. three victories have been just so 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 impressive. But when she gets involved in a little bit of a uh, uh, a little bit of a scuffle. Um, she doesn't. Does she have that other gear? I'm not. I'm not sure. So I'm really, yeah. really interested to see what happens here. She may have come back to more furnished horse. She might be able to park off Copper Fury. Uh, she might be able to cross Copper Fury and find the breeze. But, geez, this is really the testing material here, BJ. It's when the uh, the pressure index goes up. What uh, mm. what, what what can this will test you do? That's the that's the big query for mine. Will she will she handle? 
will she handle the uh, the pressure that Condor Heroes will bring, or will she succumb? That's uh, that's going to be um, the tail of the tape, I think. The tail of the tape. That's that's it's very well said. It certainly will be, and I, I, yeah, I feel like I've uh, I feel like I've got an imprint in my ass from um, sitting on the fence all podcast, but I, I really don't know. Like you don't want to yeah. take on a horse like this or test you. And even, I mean, the, the 260 or so that went up this morning, it was just about backable. I mean, you can, you just, you, you do fall into the height with horses, but we've seen enough as well. Um, Condor Heroes has to carry the 61. I mean, what, what have you got map wise? What, what do you think will end up eventually? Oh, I might take on this will test you for, yep. uh, yeah, I think, um, I think Condor Heroes, just will just t- uh, just tow its way to the lead. Um, its trial was just, <laughs> Sean McGrady was just swinging off him in his Belmont 31st of August trial, and um, he just I don't know what what the story with this horse is, but <laughs> it's like he's just uh, he's just absolutely wound up like Mike Tyson bloody in round one Condor Heroes. He just he just can't contain himself early, so. He's just gonna he's just gonna run and and I think he's the over the thousand point to point I think he's the fastest horse in the race I, I'm happy to be mm-hmm. proven wrong but um and he, if he if he turns up and is basically in a in a race of his own then I just think it's going to be really hard for the other horses to to run to be fast enough to run a quicker time than him basically so for, for that's the way I say I just feel like over the thousand Condor heroes can has enough speed to run a time that the other horses can't necessarily match. So, mm-hmm. um, especially with the, with the, the gates, um, Condor Heroes leads. I've got, this will test you either is in Condor Heroes slipstream or is outside it. That, that pressure, it, you know, I feel as though it, it might be, 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 be her undoing. She just got, she got everything on a plate first up. It was a really good win. Don't get me wrong, but it was, it was there for the taking it, that this will this will definitely won't be the case on Saturday. So for mine, I've got Condo Heroes jumping, running, railing, um, creating a significant lead and uh, holding on. And I think the horse that's going to be making things the most interesting late is Long Beach. He can he can be the one with the closing speed to to um, follow the rail and maybe get last crack at Condor Heroes. As well as uh, Chris Parnham's riding, though, Long Beach, especially that sort of run, three, four, back the fence, that, that, that's the run that um, you really want to see W Pike on. And uh, I guess it is lucky how well Chris is riding, but the, the key for Long Beach for me is what horse lands in between because I don't think he lands on the back. Um, well, he definitely doesn't land on the back of Condor Heroes. The key That's is true. What, horse, good point. what horse lands. And I look at, say, a horse like Masquerade from one. I think he can get in front of Masquerade. They'll be thinking yeah. we don't want to be on the back of Masquerade. There's a horse like put a spell on you, roll to the fence from six. Does Sterling Estate, who is quicker than Long Beach early, does Sterling Estate, is he the Are one we that talking, ends up on the back? Are we talking roadblocks? Yeah, we are talking roadblocks, very much yeah. so. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, a cracking race, a cracking race. There's, there's three ways it can go. The, the placement of put a spell on you, by the way, to come back to the thousand meters <laughs> is, um, that's just honestly, this, this, it gives me the shits. Like, what, what's the thought process behind that? Like, bonkers. It's just, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not copying it. It's just, just genuinely, what a waste of a run from a really nice horse. Like some of these horses that are like this one, thirteen starts, four wins. That should be. That should be significantly better than that. Anyway, uh, three. I, again, I, I'm, I'm really, really opinionless. I'm just excited to watch this race and see what happens. I, I, I question how well this will, this will test you will go when it gets into a dogfight, when she gets into a dogfight. But I think she's the best horse in this race. So, um, yeah, cracking, cracking viewing, cracking viewing. 
for 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 reference anyway, I mark Condor Hero's favourite. Two eighty five. Um Do you and, mark Condor um, favourite? Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. So and yeah, again, the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au, the, the, that's going to tell a tell a story. Um, so mm. and I imagine the the you know the the late money will be for the horse with the the peak ratings, and I'm suspecting it's this will test you. Um, so um, the yeah, all the um, uh, everything you'll need to know, I, I suspect, will be in the last ten to five minutes on the uh, on the exchange, Terry. Yeah, it'll be a uh, yeah, it'll be a very interesting viewing late betting eyes. So, oh, geez, it's a yeah, difficult one to have a real. I think it's a difficult race to have a real strong, firm opinion, just because there are, and it, it's a bit like a lot of the races throughout the car. There are so many, um, so many variables, which I don't know. In, in my opinion, at least, I think only time will will uh, will tell, um, will answer those variables. I guess. Okay, so you got to get to Northern, mate. We better get cracking. So it is. Oh, it's Market City meets Get Out Stakes time, Terry. S-T-E-A-K-S. It's the extremely popular Get Out Stakes brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing pass. Say good day. Timmy and his team will take care of you. Congratulations to last week's winner, Dimitri Shiolu. Now, Terry... Dimitri is a three-time Get Out Stakes winner. Oh. He's just he's killing it. Um, we have a um, we have a website now, BJ. We, yes. we don't think we've used, we haven't used it all. We need to get a leaderboard. We do. That is very good. That is very good. We need to get a Get Out Stakes leaderboard. I'll, uh, mm. We'll get our producer Jen to knock something up for us, and and uh, I think people will will enjoy that as well. Um, and we can, maybe we can even publish your. Kegley Round Diary. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We, you're going to need someone to uh, translate most of it. I'd suggest. <laughs> who, who, can, who, can, who can speak Terry at about eleven o'clock at night? Not 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 many people. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great idea. So Dimitri, three get out stakes wins, um, and um, shout out to to Nathan Berryman. Now Nathan and Dimitri both selected uh, sugarcane by 0.65 lengths and um, and unfortunately for Nathan, Dimitri got his entry in first and under the uh, Sam White rule was declared victor of the get out stakes last week. So yeah, first in best dressed and uh, yeah, so congratulations again to Dimitri. Now to enter this week's get out stakes competition, send us a tweet at the one one pod on Twitter. Who um, who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. All right. Well, we have once again, um, BJ, we have a very competitive get out stakes. And I must admit, I really enjoy a good competitive get out stakes. It does, mm. uh, it does, uh, it really brings the uh, the cream to the crop. You could say the uh, the meat rises from the muffin. Is that a thing? No, that's not a thing. I think we had about five or six people uh, nominate sugar cane. So they followed the guru in then. One of them well, was the OG mastermind, Travis Murray, just getting in late, but um, uh, he, he, he didn't have the right margin, Travis. That's all right because he's, uh, he's been winning a bit too often uh, with his uh, ownership. 
uh, team. Yeah, lately, I've, so. I've heard that. Um, I've heard that Trav's already uh, planning his celebration when he wins the Winterbottom this year. Actually, he's uh, <laughs> apparently we might. So I don't know if you saw the cult at the Carlton game the other night. Young uh, that young redhead fella. Uh, I promised Cottrell. the lads yesterday I'd give him one. Cottrell. Uh, Cottrell. I think. Yeah. I think. I think we might see Travis Murray doing a little bit of Greek freak at the uh, <laughs> at uh, at, Asc- at Ascot in late November. I reckon uh, the shirt will come off and uh, just just oh, just the the guns. <laughs> which I'm sure are yeah, absolutely bold. Anyway, we, uh, this is an interesting last race of the day. Inflation's your, your favourite. Had to be favourite, but a horse yep. you just, oh, you don't really don't really want to be on. I'm, one thing I will say with inflation's last run, put a line through it, that yeah. rail was um, was quicksand. So forget, forgetting that, there is still got to be major question marks on inflation running out of strong 1,400, let alone, let alone sorry, 1,600. Um, four goes over the journey, never been placed. Do you think... In fact, he's deeper into his prep. He's fit. Mitchell Pateman goes on. I love that appointment. Yeah, uh, horse does really go nicely for Mitchell Pateman. But he's uh, just a horse I, I, I'm going to struggle to come out over the mile, especially at that sort of 4 or $5 mark. Um, you, you know you're going to have hard-in-your-mouth type stuff late. But um, it does look a really suitable map. Uh, we've got Brothers Keeper from uh, a whitish gate who will roll across with the big weight. We've also got... Playing Marika, BJ, who I suspect they'll be aggressive with again after a pretty good last start performance. Um, I don't know whether they'll lead, but I think playing Marika will settle more prominently than we have seen, well, prior to last start. And then Awesome As from Barrier 10. Uh, I think Awesome As a strength. And I, I look back to a victory over Burning Magic um, last campaign. It's really yep. uh, gone to another level since Brendan Fitzgerald's taken over. Um, awesome. It was a victory where they just went forward and they just it was just tough and tough and tough. I think from Barrier 10, they've just got to be aggressive here to try and get to the outside of inflation. Um, not It's not impossible up to the mile. They even look to sit with inflation if they're concerned about its um, ability to run out of strength. Mile. So um, awesome as is one that goes forward and rolls. Look, can make a case for for half this field, to be honest with you. This is this is a really, really uh, difficult race to to try and navigate and get out and um, and make sense of. And oh okay, whew, deep breath before I say this. I'm gonna <laughs> apologize in advance. Um, but I really, I really, really, really do think this looks the race for Sigil. Yeah, wow. Mm, yeah. Every, well, I know, every, I know. Every, I've, heard, every, I've, heard, I've heard myself say it. I, I needed to pause. I needed can, you, the, uh, can you say it again for the listeners? No, I don't I don't want to say it too many times because I feel <laughs> like I'm starting to – I've got to go in a car for an hour and a half in a second. I don't want to be throwing up the whole way. Uh, look, I went through the nine runs. I'm going to do it very, very quickly. Since joining P. Fernie, you know how I love it before and after P. Fernie type of stats. So, um, is <laughs> – his his first half effort um, when um, uh, when uh, it was off of off the back of a very strong trial. Um, it was a nice nice run in a hot sprint. Second up, won the Northern uh, Sprint at uh, at thirty to one for Mitch Payton. Won that really comfortably too. Like just settled midfield, got through. Like I don't think many could many people could believe that Sigil won, let alone Sigil won with a leg in the air. Uh, then came to town for Luke. Was back last on a leader by a stay. Forget it went round. Uh, then went around for Kira Yule in a race where there was a fall. Uh, I think Mitch actually went down on, 
I can't remember his runner. But anyway, Kira just pulled it out of the race. So forget it went round. Pikey then went on. Um, he was back on the fence, never got in the race. On a, on a race, they went neg eight, eight to the turn or something like that on a, on a day where nothing made ground anyway. So forget it went round. Then stepped up to the mile with 60 kilos with Bo Banovich Edwards from a wide gate and just went whoosh. And to me, that suggested, okay, this horse wants a journey. Um, stayed at the journey, got out to 1760 its next start, and Mitch was held up the entirety of the straight. It was very, very, very difficult viewing for anyone that was involved. Um, it's eighth go for Mr. Peter Fernie. Um, he, uh, he, he battled away. Um, it wasn't his best run. He never looked a happy horse in the race. And then last start, just the six days ago, yeah, he came Sunday, out yeah. in the sprint, and that was probably the pick of the runs, running the quickest last 200. That was over the 1,300. If you look at his runs over the mile, they're the ones he looks to be traveling. I think he needs every inch of the mile. I reckon he might be better than these. I don't think that Kalgoorlie form is necessarily worse than this. I think the Kalgoorlie form could be better than this race, BJ. He comes back as a 66 Raider, gets in with 57. Kiryu can find a three-wide line. There's nothing in this race. I reckon we're going to get near 20. I reckon we haven't got all the markets out here. I reckon we're going to get near 20 to 1 each way. The day me and Sigil became best friends. Really? This is uh, Mm. incredible stuff. It is Mm. a bit of a glorified midweeker, to be fair. Um, like a lot of these horses are coming through uh, special conditions midweek or class threes midweek. Um, so the uh, Sigil's coming out of an open sprint. Was that an open sprint, the Coolgardy sprint last Sunday? So yep. Yeah, Sean O'Donnell um, jagged to last and just got wide and it was the quickest last two of the race by about three lengths. So it was it was, it was, was just a huge, huge, huge run and a race that was dominated by those horses closer yeah, was, um, was to it, the speed. Went past, better better run than horses like Excara who are absolutely flying down there. So um, I saw enough and, geez, does Mr. Peter Fernie bring him to town for nothing, BJ? No, he certainly does not. So mm. Six-day backup. It performed well on the backup in the past too. Yeah, one of um, one of the more polarizing figures in West Australian racing is um, is Sidney. He's not so. really he's not polarizing actually. We all hate him, I think. So I don't think he's even <laughs> we polarizing. We're, yeah, we're all on the we're all on the same. I don't think any of us are on him in the Northern Sprint, were we? Surely. Um, yeah, no, he's not polarizing. It's just uh, it's just hatred. So, well, when it comes to um, emotionally uh, volatile relationships, which most people have with Sigil. My on-top selection isn't much better, Terry. I'm going again. Street fair. Uh, (laughs) Dear me. Yeah, look, street street fair promises... uh Promises the world and, geez, I reckon delivering an Atlas would be probably an overstatement as well. Yeah, I'd I'd actually take an Atlas. Yeah, I'd take an Atlas too. What's an Atlas? Like a third place third? Or what is, what's that? I, gee, Oregon Street Fair is a serious racehorse, but um, is this a Jade McNaught horse? So it's going to be back last in traffic. She's going to have to navigate, find a line. Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. What what's the current what's the current quote? I mean, what are we can was, we take uh, five, six bucks? It was nine dollars into and it's a seven fifty sort of Yeah, seven fifty mark at the moment. Gee, where's I thought you would find Big Shot Paddy here. I thought Big well, Shot Paddy is one who maps to land somewhere near a one-ish one type thing, and yeah. uh, you, you really liked its last run. I thought I thought you would be in the Big Shot Paddy camp. I yeah, I am. I've got I've, my anyway. I've, I've gone Street Fair to beat Big Shot Paddy, Plan Marika in, in inflation in, in a wide open race. I was just, I just was probably the major factor was I guess the. What are the five and a half kilos difference between Street Fair and 
Big Shot Paddy. I do like Street Fair coming off the the seven days back to a mile. And look, but this, yeah, like it's going to be, it's got the um, hallmarks of a um, of a sick watch, I think, hasn't it? Gate three, Jade on. Uh, Street Fair, we know he enjoys finding trouble and traffic but um i just i just felt there was i thought i thought his run last saturday was really good considering um had a lot against him made up a, a lot of a lot of ground at his first crack over 2000 um yeah i just i just feel as though if he's going to win one this does look his his race as i said it's a bit of a glorified midweeker um big shot paddy I, i'll probably be if i you know i've what did I have? I thought he was a $8 chance. He's um, a bit shorter than that in the market. So I was a $5.50 street fair, $5.50 inflation, $8. Price you have, have Sigil. Play Marika. Sigil, $26. $26? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Crazy. You're not expecting a barrage of support for uh, for P. Fernie, K. Yule and T. Leighton late in the day then? Oh well, well I just yeah he just he just got pushed out pushed out in the market old sigil, um, but uh, but yeah I did I did flag his Kugati sprint run it was it was quite something actually on the day but mm. um, but yeah it's look, unlike it's unlike sigil it's unlike sigil to put in a tease run as well isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly like, and to be oh, fair oh, I, I wouldn't be right. surprised to see a horse like Brothers Keeper. Uh, elevate significantly second up Tiana Robertson. Speaking of Tiana Robertson, Fabergino. Mm-hmm. Is uh yes yes that's exciting. Is it in Victoria? Has she has she landed? I'm pretty sure she's landed. Um, I think so. Uh, is Tiana allowed to go across with the horse? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that all works. Hang on. I'm pretty sure that um that they get an exemption to go across. Maybe she has to do yeah, a um, okay. Maybe she has to do a um a in-house quarantine or something like that but um yeah yeah okay but yeah but yeah so that's that's exciting for for tiana robertson with um fabergino heading over there yeah so she's going to be going to the valley towards the group one moya wait for age thousand meters that's going to be something special but um but getting back to the get out stakes at uh, belmont on saturday my tip Lacking a lot of confidence, as you can can hear in my voice, but um, I've ended up going again stubbornly with Street Fair and uh, Big Shot Paddy as well. I think he's a, he's a winning chance. Terry, this is just crazy stuff, and but he has um, he has locked in Sigil P Fernie K on top. Chips in, I reckon. Yeah, just chips in, Sigil. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Look, if we're talking, I think we're going to be talking twenty bucks late. I think we probably want to be place heavy at your five bucks type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sigil. And I'm, I'm going to actually say each way all day. Okay, BJ. M- madness there from the guru. Madness, in, uh, madness, in the, madness. In the get out stakes. All right, Terry. It's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Lead us off. What have you got for the listeners, Sigil? Special? Yep. Sigil. Uh, on a card I don't like enough uh, at all. I, uh, I I just don't want to tip something as my best at $3, $3.50 on a day where I just don't like any $3, $3.50 pops enough. Um, yep. Look, it's probably a little bit of a, a battle royale. I think, as I said, me and Dolce's in front for a, a really long way at that 8 9 bucks, and yep. me and Dolce easily could have, uh, I easily could have had um, as one of my uh, – as my best, but no, we're gonna we're gonna go with sigil. We're gonna go with sigil as uh, as the best betting proposition each way of the day. Bj, 
Oh, the, the, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. I shouldn't laugh when delivering that, should I? Just <sighs> no. This is very serious stuff. This is very serious mm. stuff. The this mile. The it's all about best. the mile. It's okay. all. It's all about the mile, and it's gone. Oh, it's gone up nineteen dollars as well with a couple of other agencies. So, just grab those chips and boop, plop them in. Sigil. That is mm. incredible. My bet. Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Race five. I'm. Um, I'm following my instincts here with this Friday night first starter from the Ganjimi Yard. I reckon Friday night at about the three fifty, three sixty mark is uh, is a bet. I was. Uh, I think I was around the two dollar ninety mark Friday night. So um, yeah, that's my betfair best Friday night race five. So um, Maddie. <laughs> so the rules of the Maddie. It's got to be uh, twenty one dollars, uh, twenty to one plus. Uh, at the time of recording, what's your Maddie, Terry? Can it be 19? Sure. Sigil. <laughs> I would be. I would honestly be making one up otherwise. I would genuinely be making one up. I reckon Betfair Late will provide a stack, and I'm sure anyone that's listened will get them, will provide a stack of $20 plus plays, but ones yeah. that are currently there, uh, it, it's, it's Sigil. So, yeah, Sigil's my best. Sigil's my Maddie. Uh, just Sigil's life. <laughs> There'll be some use. Gen- okay, I'll tell you what. I will even create a, a GIF, a mem. Of, what is it? A GIF? Yeah, a, a GIF of myself GIF. doing the Greek. Actually, I've got a little bit of cultural about me. Actually, I'll create a GIF of myself if Sigil wins the horse race uh, to be utilised on uh, to be utilised on Twitter. Great stuff. Okay, mm. my Maddie is uh, race seven, number three, Ukba Ted. The um, mm. dominant on uh, in Geraldton on the Crayfish Coast uh, last season, coming to town for Colin Webster Troy Turner. We'll be getting back and running on currently thirty one dollars. That's mad that's enough not a for bad me. Quote. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I don't mind that actually. That's a that's a good share. What price did I? Have? I actually marked it by thirty one. But um, yeah, no, I, I, crazy things have happened. It's it's a real point of difference runner, isn't it? Sure is, sure is. So mm. um, yeah, even if he doesn't. Um, win or uh, or whatever. I, I imagine he's going to be putting in an eye catcher. Upa Ted first mm. up. Okay. So um, yeah. So that that brings our Betfair preview to a close, Terry. It certainly does. I've got to jump in the car and uh, and uh, make my way to Northam and then drive home uh, uh, in in sadness for an hour and a half afterwards. No, I'm sure that won't occur. Um, go the but, slug. Um, one- go the slug. Go the slug, go the slug, up, up the slug. Travis Murray, get your heart out, winning a horrible Northern Maiden while he's probably got the winter bottom favourite. Um, he's currently winning the Battle Royale by a fair distance, isn't he? Uh, look, uh, we will we'll do a, uh, a longer segment with the horses to follow next week. There isn't a huge amount from my end anyway, um, in all fairness. But um, Just one moment, Terry. Uh, I, will say, I will say there was a heap of top-notch trialers at an outstanding session of trials um, on Monday as well. So if you haven't caught up with the results, check the results, check the replays, lots of little gold nuggets there as well it was it was a really uh, a lot of nice horses returning so hopefully we can uh, we can preview them in coming weeks of the podcast good luck on the weekend uh, good luck with all your sigil investments as well and um, until next week on the one one